here. Hello, Hello. Dan. How, how are you? I am doing great. I uh, had a great weekend last weekend. I, I was just telling you, I went zip lining with Teresa, who has a fear of heights, and my daughter. And we're up in the canopy in the Redwoods uh, over in Sonoma, and it was so fun. That's hey, the so, struggle's real with with with. It's those tough. Who do not like heights? <laughs> they, they said to go outside because of COVID, so we did it. Right, we, awesome. we did. We, <clears throat> That's great. So, uh, last time I went was 2018, and it was in Kauai, right down the middle where they they they. Uh, where they filmed the uh, the stampede of dinosaurs with Jurassic Park, the first one, and it was. Oh wow, that'd be cool! I, I loved every minute of it, and I didn't care about the heights. It was just so beautiful, just like the redwoods. Gosh, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Got it, about that. <clears throat> yeah, God has, God has uh, made this place spectacular. Uh, oops, well, I got to turn some of this stuff on. We're hoping everybody's doing well. Um, gosh, a lot of things are going on. I, I, if you, if you're like me, um, probably. The COVID world's is coming in on you, man. I know a lot of people yeah. that have it. Um, uh, gosh, a bunch of musician friends, uh, friends of, uh, that work with my daughter. We actually know a couple of people at work, and so I would, um, I would say this: if you get it, you're going to get over it, ninety nine point nine nine percent. However, boy, uh, wear your mask, wash your hands. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> amazing how that is but uh, I, I know we've all got our opinion on it but I just found that uh, man I, I think a little bit of caution is warrants our, uh, our consideration for sure but uh, Dan there's, Houck, there's there's people on both sides right yeah so uh, it, it's good to I, I like to play it safe myself yeah so. yeah gosh you know, <clears throat> um, I can tell you this uh, Bayside Granite Bay mm-hmm we had the biggest service we've had since COVID and we had outside under the tent and it was a spectacular weekend in terms of weather, but seeing Ray there talking to his people and it was a couple hundred people of service. It was amazing. Um, it felt like when we started attending Bayside 20 some odd years ago with the kids and the kids were like, you know, seven and nine or something like that. It was pretty spectacular. And, um, you know, you hear a lot of things about what the church is and what it should be doing. The, right. the, the fact is um, that no matter what stand you take, you're going to catch it. Right. That's for sure. And so, um, we just know that we're, we're, we're trying to do the God honoring thing, trying to keep people safe, but, but also trying to feed our, our, our people. So um, if you guys are interested, you, you got to go ahead and re reserve a ticket, but I think it's going to be somewhere around 800 people are going to be able to get in. And it was awesome. Uh, live worship. Everybody behaved themselves. Um, gosh, it was amazing. Mm, that's so, so good. So, so tell us, now you guys are doing an out, a big outdoor thing. We are. I, I'm, I'm just going to shout out a few people, though. I see Tracy Baker, Kevin Yerby, Pamela, Gemming, Amy Marie, and, and Randy. Good to see you all. Hey, Randy. Um, but yeah, hey, we got uh, we, we kind of had the outdoor service idea before everybody else, <laughs> and really was our best option at the time. We have this huge field, um, and we uh, we built a stage, and so we've been having services now for a month outside. Uh, there's there's circles on the lawn, so you can go. So we call them crop circles, you know. The UFO <laughs> dropped them off, and, um, but you can sit in a circle with your family, and you're six feet from everybody else. So it's just, it couldn't be a better setup. 
and uh, it's been the sound has been good so everything has been really uh good for that service enjoyable and this this kind of spirit it's almost like going to family camp in the summer where you're having church you know outside and so it's been a really cool experience um hey lisa good to see you <clears throat> glad you're here carl yeah. snyder from the east coast checking in yeah, it's past your bedtime young man down in front <clears throat> he probably had a little too much pete's coffee and so now he's he's up <laughs> so well you know, uh i don't you know i put coffee 10 years ago i haven't missed it one bit everybody says how can you do that I say, well i don't know i just you know one of those things but uh we're super glad you guys are here we're super glad dan's back with us dan crystal is on vacation and that's a good thing for him he's uh He's a good man, and he loves you guys, but he needed to get away. So I think he's in Oregon. Is that right, or Washington? But, uh, yeah, I, I, wherever he is, there's water nearby. That's all. That's, I know. Yeah, yeah. And and he always has that smile. That guy's uh, one of the happiest persons I know. So he is super happy. Um, before we get started, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and pray, and uh, let's let's bring God here. We need him desperately. So let's take it to him, Heavenly Father, God. Thank you, thank you for this ministry, God. Thank you for everyone. <clears throat> who's here tonight, God, and then all the, gosh, all the people that are chiming in later, God, and watching it at their leisure, which is a great thing, God. So, Father, we invite you here. Have your way with our hearts, God, with our words, with the discussions, God. Father, we lay everything at the cross tonight, God. We come seeking you to become closer to you, God, to become more like you, and um, and you're amazing, God. Father, please bless everybody, God, and just and just allow the word to spread, God. Some really great discussions are happening here, God. It's very accessible. And keep that going, God. Keep us out of your way. And Father, I lift up my brother Dan Houck to you, God, and just speak through him as you always do, God. Thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cam, what do you have tonight? Yeah. Well, we, we are talking about three kinds of friends, and uh, last week we spent a little time, for those of you who weren't here, uh, spent a little time talking about being that friend who's the giver. So the person really whose role is, you could call it a mentor or a coach, but whose, whose role is really to pour into somebody. And it is a friendship, but it's definitely more of a one-way uh, friendship. So sometimes you get something out of it just because it feels good to help people, right? But um, the, the point is, you want to understand that that's the role in the friendship. And um, and so once you're done pouring into somebody or once you've accomplished uh, whatever the, the goal is of that relationship, sometimes you move on or the relationship change and maybe can come more of a balancer type friendship. And so that's an important friendship to have in your life. And I kind of challenged you guys last week to if you're not doing it really to find a place where you can take that role in somebody's life. And it may be that uh, there's something you've gone through that you can help somebody else through. It could be that uh, you, you're gifted in a certain area. You might be a musician or a business person, or maybe you've just been walking with Christ for a long time. And you could help somebody else who is newer. So there's a lot of different roles you can play as a giver. <clears throat> the second one was receiver. And that's really the, the relationship where you're uh, being fed, you're being filled up and somebody's pouring into you in an area where you need and they are ahead of you. So, uh, and we talked about, you know, it takes a little bit of humility 
takes commitment, uh, takes trust to have those kinds of relationships. But you also want those in your life. And if you got a window where you don't, where you're not receiving from somebody, it's really good to find somebody that you can receive from and look at areas where you want to grow in. Um, because that's how we grow, right? I, I heard somebody say that I never want to play tennis with somebody worse than me. You know, I always want to play tennis with somebody better than me because that's how you get better. So uh, being a receiver really helps you grow as a person. Um, so the last one, and the reason we kind of wanted to spend one week talking about it is the balancer friendship. And that's the more equal peer type of friendship. And the reality is those friendships are usually the longest lasting, the deepest, the most transformational in our lives. And also the biggest hassles, the biggest problems, <laughs> the most pain we experience often is from those kinds of friendships. Sure. Yeah. So uh, we'll spend a little bit of time talking about it tonight. Um, I think I read a verse at the end of last week's session uh, out of John. And uh, Jesus was talking about the disciples and calling him friends. So uh, it, it's really interesting that I heard Tim Keller talking about friendship. And this is like profound. <clears throat> he said that, you know, a lot of the problems we have in our life are related to our sin. Okay. So if I'm selfish in a friendship, if I'm, uh, if I'm not trustworthy or if I'm, um, you know, if I share secrets, a lot of different things that I might do in a friendship can really hurt that friendship. But there's one thing that I, there's one problem that I might have that has nothing to do with sin, and that is loneliness. Uh, loneliness is actually the one thing that is a result of being created in the image of God. Um, it's weird to think about, but being lonely actually goes against what God wants for us. And in Genesis, it said he created Adam, right? Adam was in the garden and ha Adam had a relationship with God. So you'd think Adam would have everything he needed, but God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I'll make a helper suitable for him. So God established a friendship with Adam, but then Adam realized and God helped him experience the reality that loneliness is a result of not being completely connected relationally in the way you should. And so friendship really is at the heart of God. Friendship um, is kind of unique to Christianity in a lot of ways, because there's a lot of religions in the world that teach a lot of things. Uh, you know, uh, if you're a Buddhist, you get wisdom, right? From Buddha or Confucius or whatever. But in Christianity, what you get is a person. You get Jesus. You get a relationship. So friendship is at the heart of God. Um, and so friendships are critical. Friendships are important for growth. Friendships are also trouble. So I, I would just love to see. Um, oh, let me read the verse first, and then I'm going to ask you guys a question, okay? So the, the verse is John 15, 12 to 15. It says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that he lays one's life down for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, 
I've called you friends for everything I've learned from my father I have made known to you. So he's, he lays out an expectation, right? You're my friends if. So I would love to see in the comment section uh, some of the expectations you think are reasonable to have in a friendship. So go ahead and go type those in there. I'd love to see some of those. Um, I know there's with all you guys online, there's a lot of wisdom that you have. And what about you, Dave? What do you think is a good expectation to have for a friendship? You know what my number one thing is? Honesty. Yeah. Is just honesty, man. I I live live long enough now to really appreciate that person that doesn't tell me what they think I want to hear. They tell me they love me enough to tell me what I need to hear. Yeah. And that's so that's true. A, that's a rare run, man. And and um <clears throat> I find it's a little bit more rare in the church <laughs> because I, I, think, I think what happens is we're, 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 as we should be, we are really concerned with feelings and not that we're, that, you, that you shouldn't be. But again, it's like raising your kids in a sense in that you, you love them enough to, to be honest with them. Say, look, you need to change your ways, dude. And it's happened. It's a, listen, and some really tough lessons once in a while, but it's, yeah. It's it's a very you value that so much. So true. I, I you know it's funny you think about Christians, and I think one of the things Christians have a a value for is being nice, right? Being nice to people. That's one of the reasons why church parking lots are the last parking lots to empty because everybody's waiting for everybody else and being yeah. nice, right? So what, so being what, honest. Yeah, what is up with that? No, what church is that? I've never seen that. No, no maybe not Bayside, <laughs> but uh, you know, but but it's true. I think honesty. It, I'm seeing some of these others. Compassion. That's so good. Respect. Um, reliability. Acceptance. Really good. Authenticity. Randy said. Uh, That's good. So true. Yeah, like bringing your true self to the relationship. Yeah. Um, someone who will listen. That's good, Terry. Um, a balanced friendship. Let me see. Uh, not just one person always calling or initiating. Yeah. So you want some oh, some cool. balance, some equity, right? So that uh, I'm not always the one calling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so spending time together, hard to do. Correct. <laughs> Real tough when you're in your house to. Uh, Someone that to will spend. actually listen. Um. Yeah. We've heard a little bit about that lately, haven't we? Listen. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it's so important in a, in a friendship. And so these, those are great. Uh, those all help. And I think they are a part of a, a friendship that you should have an expectation of. Yeah. Um, it's usually when those things are lacking or somebody violates something uh, that your friendship starts to have problems. And yeah. so um, it's really interesting that Jesus, in that verse I read, um, one of the things that's kind of an earmark of friendship, and I didn't see the word here, but I think it's really true, is uh, secrets. So not that you're keeping them, but that you actually divulge them. Um, Jesus said to his disciples that, I call you friends because I have shared everything the Father has told me I have shared with you, right? And, and so I think sharing secrets or sharing who you really are inside, uh, like you said, honesty day, but sometimes you want to hear honesty, but sometimes you need to give honesty. And so this is who my messed up self is, right? Right. Um, 
but I think as friendships are growing, you don't bring the dump truck and just dump it on somebody the first week, you know, right? You ease them into the swamp. <laughs> you, you let them walk in slowly to, to see who you really are. Yeah, no, but, uh, no regurgitation. <laughs> yes, that's right. You know, we've all probably had that person where we, we, we're getting to know them and we're sitting across having coffee or something and you know everything about them and you don't even know how to process it all, right? So it, it's, it's nice to kind of let that friendship grow. And Jesus did it over three years. But by the time those three years were done, he what he said was true, right? I, everything the Father has given me, I have given you. That's a pretty incredible thing to be a statement to make. So uh, everything they possibly could need to know had been communicated to them. And that's why we have the Bible too, because they recorded a lot of that, right? They remembered what he said and what he did. And so they wrote that all out. So secrets may sound weird, but secrets are kind of a hallmark of a friendship that secrets are given uh, both ways and that they're guarded and they're kept secret. Um, so we'll talk a little more about secrets in a minute, but there's, there's uh, two basic kinds of friendship when it comes to balancer. Uh, there's the same sex friendships. You know, uh, Jesus had his, his group of 12 and in that group, he had three, right? Peter, James, John, kind of his tight uh, inner circle. And uh, there's a really interesting verse in John 19. Now, think about this for a minute. This is mind-blowing. But Jesus is on the cross. So he's up there in pain and agony, suffering. And he's looking down. And he sees his mom down there. And uh, it, it says, when Jesus saw his mother there, there and the disciple who he loved standing by him, which was John, he said to her, woman, here's your son. And he said to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Think about that for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I got questions. Like Jesus had brothers and sisters. What was that all about? Yeah. So when Mary left, she didn't go home to the brothers and sisters, Jesus' biological brothers and sisters? No. no he, he picked John, his friend, to care for his mom. And so I think, you know, that, that kind of shows how deep and how powerful a friendship can be, that you trust them more than your own family members, yeah. you know? So, um, so that's Jesus on friendships. Like he valued, he pursued friendships, he poured into his friendships, and then he trusted people in his friendships with very important things. He trusted them with the gospel message. Yeah, and he trusted them with his own mom. And um, so that, that sharing of secrets and that trust is a huge, it's kind of like the glue that holds our friendships together. Yeah. Um, so the value, here's some of the value of same-sex same sex friendships. Well, why don't you guys write it down? I want to I hear some of your thoughts too, but um, same-sex friendships do have a lot of value. And I usually like to tell people, hey, um, if you're wanting to date and you don't have, if you're a guy, you don't have uh, guy friends, or if you're a, a woman, you don't have that many girlfriends, before I ever would ever even consider starting dating, you need to get some same-sex friends. You just do. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the tendency is sometimes if people move into a new area or something, they may want to, and they want to date, they, they go and do it. But 
don't shortcut those same-sex friendships because they have some pretty huge um, benefits that opposite-sex friendships can have. So I remember when I was in the singles ministry and uh, Teresa, you know, my wife, Teresa was in it with me and we were single at the time. And it was so cool to see, um, you know, uh, the ladies could kind of go off together and talk, you know, among themselves and, and they could uh, encourage each other in ways that I couldn't as a guy, right? Um, and when it came to same-sex friendships, you know, you, didn't, you don't have to worry about dating, right? You don't have to worry about um, <laughs> the kind of the awkwardness of, you know, your friend starts to become a little closer than, you know, you thought. At least not, it's not supposed to be that way. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, you can also, you know, you can hang out with your friends in your sweatpants, right? <laughs> Same-sex friends don't care usually how you look as much. Uh, they get, kind of accept you where you are. You don't have to get makeup on. And um, so, but there's also gender-related topics, right? So there's certain things that we talk about uh, with guys that I would talk about with guys they would never talk about with women. And I think it should be the same with women. So um, it also promotes accountability. You know, so if you got a same-sex friend and kind of say, hey, dude, <laughs> that's not cool. You know, what you're doing is not right. Uh, they might see how you're interacting with the opposite sex um, or just how you're living your life. And it's a lot easier for a guy to call a guy to account, I think, or a woman to call a woman to account. I th I, th I think that's that's one of the the biggest things is accountability with our friends yeah. and, and exactly say, if, if you guys, if, if you don't have that person in your life and you're really missing out and it's, it's, it's not to, it's not to bring you down. It's not to put you in a, a fog and to demean you. It's just to help. I don't know about you guys, but I need that accountability because I, I, I know what's up here. And sometimes I'm a mess. I'll just, you know, full disclosure, like everybody else, you know, we, we yeah. go through life and, and there's times where, my walk is what I think is pretty strong, you know. There's times where, man, I just need yeah. some help, and I need somebody to call me out on that. I so think, true. And yeah. I think I think it comes down to maturity, though. I think it. A mature person wants to have that feedback, and I'm not. And and yeah, it's tough sometimes, but um, it's really a big big factor in that. In, in those friendships, you guys, you got to have it in your life. I, I, that's what I, what about you, Dan? Yeah, it's funny. You, you know, you, as you were talking, I was remembering uh, an accountability uh, group I was in with a group of, it was a men's group, right? It was a small group, but it, we would get together on Fridays and it was at Bayside. And so we'd go through the curriculum, whatever we were studying, but at the end we had 11 questions we would answer. And we would go around the room, around the table, and uh, the questions were, some of them were like this. Have you, uh, have you read your Bible every day this week? You know, have, have you had your devotion? Have you spent time with, with the Lord this week? Um, and, and have you prayed? So kind of two questions. Um, have you been above board in all your dealings, like all your business dealings? Uh, another one was, have you looked at a woman inappropriately this week? or looked at images online, whatever. So they were, we were getting into each other's business a little bit, right? Into business. You know, and it was really interesting because we noticed, it like, like, I didn't notice this till our, till our group leader said this, but every week it would be, yeah, you know, I did pretty good this week. I did like three out of five days. 
And, uh, and one guy, you know, well, I went, I drove by the gym and there was a woman that was walking outside the gym. And, you know, and, and so, but it was so interesting that everybody would kind of soften their answers a little bit. And I remember one week, the group leader said, you know, um, this week, let's do it a little different. When you answer the accountability questions, just say yes or no. Have you been honest in your business dealings? No. Have you uh, read your Bible every day? No. Have you looked at a woman inappropriately? Yes. Hey, yo, it was so <laughs> convicting to our group because we actually were becoming accountable. At that point, we were realizing, okay, you know what? We're playing games when we say three out of five days. Okay, we didn't do it. That's the bottom line. Now, the question is, have you done it every day? And I remember really growing that week and saying, you know, to myself, because of that, I don't want to compromise. Like, I don't want to say I'm doing something when I'm really not doing it. And it was hugely helpful in my life. <clears throat> so accountability is key. Uh, Gwen says a, a true girlfriend will keep confidential things confidential. So important. Yeah. Uh, that's why we say in small groups, like if you're being accountable to each other, it stays in the group, right? It's, it's not for anybody else to ever hear. And so, um, that's huge is keeping those secrets secret. Yeah. <clears throat> so accountability is huge. And um, it really, I think it helps you with growth. It, it really promotes stability in your life. So if you have opposite sex friendships all the time, um, if they turn into dating relationships, they can be on again, off again. You got some steady guy friends in your life or girlfriends in your life. It really pr pr promotes a lot more stability for you. So, so Jesus not only though had those same sex friends, he had opposite sex friends. He was single, and uh, he had women in his life that spent a lot of time with him. Um, in fact, they supported him. There were some women. Uh, actually, one of them was from Herod's household. It was uh, her name was uh, I forget. <laughs> anyway, uh, she was there, some weird name, but she was married to the guy that took care of King Herod's household. She had money. She was an important person. And I think that uh, uh, in Jesus' life, he didn't look at women as <laughs> a problem or a hindrance or anything. He valued women. He lifted women up. And, and the women supported him. And it was sure to be put in the Bible. You know, whatever's in the scripture, God wanted in it, right? And so it's in there that... Jesus had these women friends that helped him and hang, hung out with him. But he mentioned some of them by name. Mary Magdalene and, uh, is one of them. She had seven demons. Uh, uh, Mary and Martha, you know, uh, Lazarus' sisters, uh, were two very close friends with Jesus. <clears throat> and so he valued those friendships. Um, and so you can learn a lot about opposite-sex friendships, too, that you can't learn in the same-sex friendship. And I think... Personally, I, I think that's one of the powers of the singles ministry at Bayside is you, you got a safe place. You can hang out with other people, uh, you know, singles, opposite sex, same and opposite sex. And you can kind of just do life together. You, you, I see a lot of you guys, you go out around in groups, uh, you know, you go out public, you go to dinner together and there's a mix, right? That is so healthy because you really get a chance to see other guys interacting with other women and women interacting with men. And 
you get a female perspective if you're a guy and vice versa if you're a girl. Um, I think that those things are so helpful, uh, even if you're like a single mom. Like Teresa, when she was a single mom, uh, we have a very close friend, Mitch, who she would call over the house to kill spiders, you know, really important jobs like that. <laughs> but, um, you know, but Mitch was one of those guys who's just a good friend, and uh, he treated her like a friend. And we're still close friends, and Teresa and Mitch are still close friends to this day. Yeah. So, so Lori Bennett uh, says, I think it's hard to have when you have office sex friends, when you get a boyfriend or girlfriend, then I think it's hard to accept the friendship that your significant other has with someone with the opposite sex. So that's, so, so let, let, let me, let me say a word on that. Red flag. If, if you're in that relationship, if, if you, and, and if, if you're in an opposite sex relationship and it's appropriate, which obviously you know, that's, that's great. And there's, and there's ways, if you guys want to talk about that at some point, to keep that appropriate and what we do, even at the church, to make sure that those friendships. But if, if you're dating somebody who's jealous of your of your your friendships, any of your friendships, same sex or opposite sex, that's a red flag. And um, don't don't let those people control you because it, it happens all the time that I see. I have people in the office we're talking about saying, like, well, then then they, they're having a problem with trust. And listen, and we've all been there, right? We've got, got the jealousy thing. But. Maybe you're not with the person that's equally yoked or that is a person that, that you should be with. Because I'm telling you, I have some great opposite sex friends. Um, what, he's the singer in my current band. It's a great friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And I'm married, right? But the, the, so, so we, treat, we treat it very um, respectfully for both ends for you know, and we could talk about that later, but the fact right. is, is if that's the case, then there's, there's, there's probably going to be some problems further down the line. If you get a boyfriend or girlfriend, that's, that's, you know, and it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's a game break breaker, but it's, it's significant. Yeah. I, it's, it, that one's kind of a little uh, tricky because I think there's, you know, you make generalizations. So I think the generalization would be, if you have a good opposite sex friend, you shouldn't have to give up a friendship because you have a dating relationship with somebody else. Right. right. Um, there's so many things that could happen though. There's so many things that could be going on. There's, there's levels of health that we have boundaries, you know, even like when you're dating somebody, there's probably some things that you'll do differently with your opposite sex friends. Sure. Like you might not go out to movies with yeah. this other opposite sex friends when you're dating somebody else or alone. Right. Or, uh, go to their house alone. Or, so you might change things, but you definitely wouldn't want to give up friendships that you have. Um, and so I, I still have a lot of opposite sex friendships that I developed in singles ministry and Teresa's same with, with men that she developed, uh, but we have different boundaries for sure. You have to look at those. Yeah. Um, but you want to be careful about, you know, oh, I'm dating now. So all my women friends are gone for the next six months until we break up and then I get to see you again. You know, you yeah. don't want to do those kinds of things. Um, so, um, you know, and here's another thing about opposite sex friends that makes it easier is when you're doing things in groups, it does become much easier to not worry about the boundaries as much because you're out in public together. You're doing things together. There's really no boundary issues, right? Nothing you have to hide. So it's when you're alone, you really have to start thinking about, okay, how are we doing this? Uh, so that we're being respectful and, and not having any appearance of, of impropriety. So, 
Um, so that's something that's helpful to have opposite sex friendships. They're, they are a little more nuanced, but uh, they can be very powerful as well. Here's the other thing about an opposite sex friendship uh, that is just a reality. They can turn into dating and relationships or even marriage. Right? Oh, yeah. So um, ideally that's what you want. You want a good friendship uh, with somebody of the opposite sex that really turns into something more. Yeah. Uh, that's the healthiest way to progress to uh, a marriage. So, uh, so we, we kind of haven't talked about balanced yet, but uh, really these friendships that we have should be, they should have a, a general flow back and forth. You know, somebody mentioned earlier, one person's not always calling, you know, I would just say if there's an understanding that one person's always doing the calling and the other person's bad at it, but there still seems this back and forth interaction in a relationship. Those are things you can work out in your friendship or talk about in your friendship. And when you're irritated about things, it's good to talk about those things in a friendship, right? Yeah. So that's how you grow and you get to know each other better. You see what irritates each other and what helps each other. Yeah. So. Um, and it, it's, you know what, it's, I mean, it's happened in my life where, I mean, the, the reciprocation thing's big, man, because it's it's like a respect thing. So I just know in life right now. So before we had these things in our lives. Yeah. We, but now, I mean, whenever I'm around my friends, you go to dinner. I mean, you, you see a couple on date night and they don't talk for 10 minutes because they're on their phone. Right. So we're always around our phones. Yeah. So you know that if they're not if if they're not returning your phone call or text, you know, it's probably. So. But I, but I've definitely had those friendships where it's, it's been tough. So, so that reciprocation thing is big. So if, and some people aren't good at it, but listen, if you're going to be somebody's friend, get good at returning phone calls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, it's a relationship you relate, right? So uh, I, I think you have to, you know, friendships tend to kind of end up the, the depth of them end up to the level of where you take them or where you allow them. So if the friendship is kind of one-sided, you know, up here, it'll probably settle out up here, not as deep. But if the friendship is once, it feels one-sided, but you have a conversation, you know, you talk out, talk it out, it, it can deepen and it can keep going like that. Um, so it's, I think it's healthy to, when you're looking at friendships and having a balanced friendship, uh, the word we used last week was intentional, right? That's the book that's coming out, Intentional Relationships, is you want to be thinking about your friendships. You want to you kind of analyze them a little bit and say, how am I doing as a friend? And what do I want from my, out of this friendship? What do I want from my friend? Um, have the hard conversations. Sometimes they're hard to start, but, you know, sometimes we fear having conversations with people that we don't need to fear. And when we have them, we realize, oh, my gosh, I wish I'd done this earlier, you know, yeah. uh, because now we understand each other better. You know, they they understand that I have an expectation that you should call me every once in a while and uh, or or that you never ask me questions, Dave. And, and I expect you to ask me questions about my life, you know, even though he does. But um, so a balanced friendship is going to look like that. It's going to have that that nice, steady flow back and forth. So, so uh, let me ask you a question then, and I bet you this is already on somebody's mind. So when do you know I'm out? Is there, you know, with, with, with that, with a friendship? Because I mean, it, it should be a reciprocal thing. Right. Some, 
It's not, and sometimes it's not healthy. So are there are there any signs we should be looking for? And and yeah, I, I think you know that um, if we're being intentional, right? There's a very well-known proverb, Proverbs 27, 17, that says, as iron sharpens iron, uh, so one man sharpens another or woman, right? So what's that, what that's saying is there's a relationship going on and what's happening in the relationship is both people are actually getting better. Both people are actually helping each other. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that, you know, sometimes we go out with our friendships and we need to laugh, right? Uh, and we have different friendships that have different personalities just like we do. Yeah. But the reality is at some point you have to ask yourself, is this friendship moving me forward, taking me back, uh, you know, bringing me back? I think that, uh, and if it, you don't feel like it's bringing you forward, then you kind of need to either have the conversation about it or you have to go back and say, you know, I, I, you maybe not even need to say it to them, but you might need to kind of step back and say, I'm going to move this relationship to a little more surface than it is right now. Yeah. Um, we have friendships all the time. We don't realize why they're there. You know, they just kind of happened like workmates. Now I've had people I've worked with. I felt so close to, and then I got a new job and we talked a little and then pretty soon it disappeared. Yeah. And and I thought, oh, that's interesting. That was a, a, a true work friendship. We felt really close. We loved each other uh, at the time we were working together, but it really didn't have the staying power. And I've had other friendships where I've left, kind of thinking the same thing, close, 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 and they just lasted. And I've, I've got friendships from Southern California where I talk pretty much every week. And, and I love these people. They love me, and we seek each other out. So that friendship, even though proximity isn't there and it's harder, it's going to go on. I can tell already it's going to go on. So there's this balance. There's this back and forth that's continuing to go. Um, yeah, Terry, Terry says, when you're always uncomfortable or dreading your time with them, it's time to back out. Yeah. I would agree with you. Yep. A yep. friendship should be fun. A friendship should be fulfilling. Yeah, um, going, oh, no. What is it, what, what's it going to be about now? Oh. Yeah. If you see their their name on your phone and you roll your eyes and oh my gosh no I just can't take it. oh gosh should I pick yeah. it up it's time to have the define the relationship conversation you know so sometimes relationships end though because the balanced friendship changes you know sometimes two people are going forward and one person kind of really keeps growing and one person really doesn't they either stop or they stand still. And after a while, you realize I've become a giver to this person. You know, we just don't see eye to eye anymore. So there's a lot of different reasons. But I'd say the bottom line is if you don't feel like this friendship is moving you forward, um, if it's not meaningful to you, then you just need to either talk to the person about it or you need to evaluate where you need to put this friendship. You know, it becomes an acquaintance or exactly. You know, and like I, I, I just wrote that down so to ring it up. It's like there is a difference be between friendship and acquaintances. Yes, and, and, totally. You know, and a, a friendship is that person that is a reciprocation of the, your time and your and your and your feelings and your heart, right? An acquaintance yeah. is somebody you, you might see on a Thursday night. That you, how you doing? Good to see you. And that's totally. it. And that's just a friend. So I, I think sometimes. 
when we get when 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 we get our feelings hurt with that friendship that's not going well, it's because maybe we put unrealistic expectations on that yes. person. And I'm one of those people. My wife, like she says, listen, why are you getting why are you getting hacked off? Because what's your expectation? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. What did you expect? <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, so what well, well, you know, your relation, your relationship is a different place to you than it is to them, and that's okay. Because if you've never talked about it, well, I've given so much. Well, did you ever talk to them about it? See, are we, are we cool or what? Well, maybe you're not. No, we're just. I don't know you. It's okay. Yeah, you know, there's an interesting proverb that most people have heard because it's usually misquoted or it's taken out of context. In fact, I heard a very well-known apologist who's on the TV and everything totally take it out of context. And it, the, ver the uh, verse says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You ever heard that? Yeah. Okay. So now it sounds kind of inspirational because you're thinking, oh, yeah, I can do anything. I just need to think and, and then be whatever it is that is I'm thinking. Uh, but the reality is that... Uh, is part of a bigger proverb that says, don't accept food from a miser because you will waste your pleasant words and you will vomit up <laughs> what he's given you. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's so, so what that verse is talking about is friendship, real versus phony. And the, uh, the reality is, uh, the warning is don't get into a relationship for the benefits, get into a relationship for the person, right? Because whatever's going on inside of somebody is going to come out at some point. Yeah. And, and if you think you're benefiting from the friendship, you're getting something out of it. Um, and it's not real. It can sting. It can hurt. And so I think especially when it comes to opposite sex friendships, it happens with all of them, but with opposite sex friendships uh, and dating is a type of friendship, right? I see it all the time where somebody um, gets into a relationship because they think the girl is hot or the guy is cool or the whatever, all these different temperatures, <laughs> but people get into a relationship because, and if they were being honest, because of something they think they can get out of it. Uh, there's, a, there's a great verse in Judges and Samson that, that, tell me if this has ever happened to you because true confessions, this has happened to me. This has been my approach to dating in the past. Samson went down to Timnah and saw there a young Philistine woman. When he returned, he said to his father and mother, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. What was his criteria for choosing this woman to be his best friend and his wife? I'll give you a couple guesses, but I'm pretty sure we all know, right? There was something about her that he liked that he thought would be good for him. And so he went after her. And uh, sadly, I think a lot of dating relationships, that's how they start. And, um, you know, it's, uh, and it's really sad because if that's what you're looking for, that's what you're going to get. You know, this, it's really interesting. 
I have found when I'm with somebody, a guy or girl, you know, if you really start getting to know somebody and they're just incredible people, they just have a beauty to them. Oh, yeah. They just do, right? They can look weird at first, but if you start talking to them and they're just the coolest person on earth, after a while, you don't even see what they look like. They yep. just are beautiful, you know? And, and I know there's more to it than that when it comes to dating, but... I think people need to be way more intentional about building those friendships, especially if it's a dating friendship. Uh, it will shoot you in the foot every time if you're basing it on what you think you can get out of it, right? So we got some cool comments here. Yeah, I'm laughing at Andrew's. Andrew was like Wayne of in Wayne's world. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. Oh, man. So, um, so I think – it's also disrespectful. You know what's interesting? Samson's totally disrespecting uh, that woman. Totally. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at her as an object. And it's really a shame. I, I hate seeing that because I don't think, you know, women are God's daughters, you know, children of God, guys. And they're to be respected as that. You know, they, they should be treated like God's daughters, like your sister. Right before they become somebody you're really interested in uh, romantically, and uh, and vice versa, ladies. You know, guys are are God's sons, and I think in the dating world that we're in right now, I don't think it's ever been more dysfunctional because yeah. I think that has become, and those things have become the the priorities. What am I going to get out of this? And if you think about even like online dating. You put out your menu, right? You're putting out the menu of who you are, and then somebody else is going through the menu to see what they want. And um, and nobody it, puts a picture of, of themselves, the worst hair day ever, you know? Right. 30 pounds ago. You know? Right. Yeah, and I'm not against online dating, and I think there's a place for it, and I, and I know people who have found their spouse through it, and, and so I think it can have... Uh, it, it's rightful place, but I'm just saying kind of how it's set up. It's yeah. set up for us to look at somebody else as, as an object, right? And so I think we have to be really careful, especially in those situations to say, 100%. I'm going into this to build a friendship. So my intention is, if even if I'm on match.com or whatever, my intention is to build a friendship. And I think if we started doing that, then we might not have a lot of the heartache and some of the problems that we have. When we give somebody our heart first because we want something out of a relationship and before we know it, we're in this and, and the relationship blows up and we're, we're devastated, you know. One of the, one, one of the points I, I make in, um, in divorce care when I'm, when I'm talking and teaching with those guys is you, um, when, when, when you've been married in divorce and then, and then you get married again, the, the, the second time marriages are like twice, uh, they're this ex exponentially almost. It seems like they're like they're going to get divorced, and one of the reasons for that is is they end up. That's what I tell them. I said, you know what? Do me a favor, do something different than you did with the first marriage. You know, realign your picker. You know, if 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 your thing was you, you got to have a guy with a a forty eight inch chest and a 20, 28 inch waist, and that and that's your criteria. You're, you're, you know, that's great. But what about all the other things? Right. And so it's, it's, it's such. I you know get what? 
I totally, get it. Dave, totally, a hundred percent agree with you. Um, and I think you know the comments I'm seeing. True, you know, Lori says, "I wish we'd go back to blind dates and friends and families fixing us up." That is, from what I've heard, uh, and I've studied this. That is the number one way uh, people prefer to meet somebody else because you have somebody that's already gone to the to the uh, work of, of knowing somebody. They know something about their character. Uh, so I think that um, when it comes to that kind of a friendship, uh, the dating friendship, you really want to say, I'm working on the friendship. Make sure that word is a part of it. Yeah. Like I'm dating, but it's a friendship I'm building. And um, so let me speak into that. I'm, I'm just going to go off on a little bit of a pet peeve I've got. Okay. <laughs> can, can I do that, Dave? <laughs> okay. I'm getting hot now. So, um, this is what I saw all the time, and it actually makes me mad. But quite honestly, it, it makes me angry. I, I saw when I was in singles ministry, um, guys and girls, you know, getting to know each other and dating and uh, quote, unquote, right? And when, when they were alone together, uh, it, it seemed like a date, right? Guys paying, open the door, being super nice, uh, maybe even holding hands. I mean, who knows? They're, but they're going out. So Dave, Dave, this is going to be loud. You'll be able to hear this. So they're going out together. But then when they get together with a group of friends, it's like, oh, here's my friend Susie. You know, meet my friend Susie. And all of a sudden it changes. You know, there's a different dynamic in the, quote, friendship. Uh, now it does seem like a dating friendship anymore. It seems like we're just friends. Um, and usually in those kinds of mismatches, what happens is, you have one person, kind of like I was talking about before, uh, who's getting something out of that dating relationship, right? So they're in it, they're having fun, they're getting the companionship, they get to go out to movies, they're doing a lot of fun things together. And the other person has the hope that this is gonna turn into something more. But the other person that, that's, that's getting something out of it, they're looking at this person more as a placeholder. You know, I'd love to date, I'm gonna go out with you for a while, um, in their mind, they're not telling you this, but in their mind, I'm going to go out with you for a while, but if something, something better comes along, man, I'm going to start. And I see it all the, time, all the time where someone comes to me and goes, I had no idea. I thought we were dating, <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden he starts dating this other woman and, and we were going out every weekend and boom, nothing, no calls, no nothing. Right. That's flat out disrespectful. It, that's flat. That's wrong. It is. I don't think a Christian should ever treat somebody else like that. Right. And, and it takes a level of honesty, right? So if you're in that kind of a relationship, honesty and communication, you have to be honest with the other person. You know, like, I'm starting to have feelings for you. Do you feel the same way? Or, uh, or the other person <laughs> needs to say, you know what? I feel kind of like I'm using this person because I don't have those feelings for them, right? Don't lead them on. Have a conversation and let them know that, you know what, I, I if, if this is too hard for you, let's kind of take our relationship back a step and we'll kind of hang out with friends and groups, whatever. I don't want to lead you on. You know, but but I think what happens is you start getting the, the some of the needs met you want. And so you don't want to let go of that, quote, dating relationship. And so you let it go on and it's not defined, right, the, the DTR. It's not defined. You haven't had the conversation. And in the end, someone's really going to be hurt. 
right? And so um, I would love to see more conversations about just what are we doing here, you know? Because I know, think that helps so much. I've, I've seen it with a really close friend, and I won't name her, her name, and she's um, somewhat famous of a singer. And um, this person just, I mean, this guy was nuts over, and he did everything for this other person. Yeah. And, um, and then when I confronted her, I said, you know, he's really got feelings for you. She goes, oh, oh, no, 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 no. No, he's just friends. And so I said, I said, hey, well, then they'll use him because that's what you're doing. I see exactly what you're doing. The good thing in this particular case, they, um, it was funny. She she didn't see the, you know, they were really good friends. And he he, would, he wanted to be more than friends, but they ended up getting married. And it was one of the, the best things, you guys. And I also see this with unintentionally. And, I, and I've talked to some of you in, in singles about this and on, on guys. So they, they'll, 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 they'll be going out doing all these stuff with this, this, these ladies and one particular really close friend. I had to say, stop this because they were going to the movies. They were doing all this stuff. And I'm going, dude, are you, are you guys dating? And he goes, no, we're just friends. I said, does she know that? And I knew the answer that she, she didn't know that. And it's so yeah. painful. Just a little bit of honesty. Guys, if you're spending all your time, or girls, you're spending all your time with a friend of the opposite sex, and it's completely just a friendship, that's great as long as you've talked about it. But you've got to set that, that thing called expectations. What, what are your expectations? What are their expectations? Because I'm telling you. And that, that's the beautiful thing about singles. And I think that one of the reasons why we're there is so we can learn these things. And look, you can right. be friends with somebody without dating them. It's a beautiful, yeah. thing. it works great. You can learn so you know, much. It's, and you can, tell, you can tell if you're in the relationship by doing the phone test, Dave. So the phone test, here's the phone test, okay? If you have a friend and when you get a text from them, hey, you want to do something Friday, you go, oh, cool, that'd be fun. Um, you're friends. If you get a text from somebody say, hey, let's do something Friday and your heart starts beating a little. That's not French. That, that's not the same level of friendship. All right. So uh, the phone test. Right. So so just think about how you feel about somebody calling your phone. If your heart's racing a little bit more and you get a little excited, um, that, that's more than a friendship that, that you want something more than just hanging out together. Yeah. Um, and so having conversations is a great way to just clear the air. And it doesn't have to be awkward Just say, you know, uh, is this going somewhere? Um, because if you, this is what happens is both ways, right? Somebody's using the other person, but I'm just going to be honest. The person that's being used at some level is getting something too that they want. And they're afraid that if they bring it up, they're going to lose the thing that they're hoping to get. Right. right. So both, both people are in this and you don't want to just say one person's the user. Somebody else is getting something out of this too. And so we just need to be honest and say, okay, it's going to be hard, but I got to have a conversation and clear the air. You know, um, how, how many of you have, have actually seen this for yourself? So I bet you have where, where you go, right, they, that guy's so good for her. If she just knew or, or that guy, you know, or vice versa. And, and you go, man, can't you see it? You guys are perfect together. Mm -hmm. You're friends, but, the, but your, their expectation. And that, that's what happened. That person that ended up getting married is that, she, I mean, she had the best friend she could ever have. Somebody yeah. put her on a pedestal and just cherished her. And at a moment's notice, 
he was there when she needed. I mean, I'm talking as when it was going bad with her ex and all these things, you know, he was there in a completely, this is a Christian uh, group, uh, Christian couple, by the way. Sometimes we don't recognize what's really good for us. And that's when, yeah. as, as a good friend of Dan's or whoever, if, if, if I see that, say, man, I really think you might want to check this, invest some time in this relationship. Because from, from what it looks from me, from my point of view, this is a great thing. You know, it I, is. You know, the, the word dating is kind of one of those uh, hot button topics that when people hear it, they often get angry, frustrated, defeated, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to try and hopefully kind of take a step back from that and make it a little easier for you. A date is a type of friendship. That's all it is. It's a type of friendship. And uh, if you are, uh, if you're frustrated, I'll never date and I'll never find anybody, whatever, just kind of take some pressure off yourself, right? Yeah. Build friendships. You don't have to go out and find your wife or your husband. Build friendships. You know, so, sometimes we're so fixated on that, finding the one that we're kind of missing, we're missing things. You know, we're qualifying everybody that walks by and we're missing possible friendships. So uh, build intentionally good friendships and with both the same sex, opposite sex, and you never know what might happen. Uh, take some pressure off yourself. Jesus was single, Paul probably single at some point, but um, uh, I've said this before and it's true and you need to know it. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter seven. Christianity, the only religion in the world that has a theology of singleness and it elevates it. So uh, in, in God's mind, a single is not somebody who's incomplete. In God's mind, a single is somebody who has a calling. It may not be a permanent calling, but they have a calling and it's important. And so, you know, uh, it's important to understand that if you're single. So you don't want to always feel like I'm, I got, I got to make a friendship so I can get dating, start dating so I can get married. Right. Uh, it can happen, but just build the friendships. That's my, my, my two cents. To you. Somebody just put down. Dating is a nightmare. <laughs> yes. It, 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 I, I've had uh, Tracy Baker. I have had uh, nightmares myself. I've got, uh, Teresa hates it when I tell stories, so I'm not going to tell stories, but I have had some of the craziest uh, dating experiences. And I have friends that I think should write books on it. Yeah. There's some hilarious things uh, of people driving two hours to a date. It was nothing like they thought, and they spent all night. You know, not all night, but you know, hours with somebody. Uh, so, but I do think, I do think, uh, God cares about this yeah. because you know I've talked to so many different singles, and I would say ninety-five percent of them, if you said to them, honestly, if somebody came into your life, God brought somebody to your life, and they they seemed like the right one for you, would you want to be married? Yes. The answer is yes. Um, what makes people not interested that in doing that is just bad experiences. Lots and lots of bad experiences, right? So it taints you. Um, and I personally think that people, singles want to be married is their number one felt need. You know, they may be frustrated or a lot of other things, but I think it's their number one felt need. And so 
Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm writing this book, Intentional Friendship, because that's the whole goal of this to kind of help people with their friendships and their relationships that can potentially lead to marriage, but to avoid a lot of the pitfalls that we all uh, fall into when we when we have uh, friendships and then when we get into dating relationships that end over and over and over and over again. So, I, so it sounds when this book comes out, it sounds like a four week, uh, a, a very intensive class you'll become teaching, huh? Yes. It's a 12 chapter book. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Lost Art of Relationships uh, is, is phenomenal. My good buddy Dan Crystal uh, wrote that book. So good. So that's a that's another great book on relationships. There's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah. Uh, but I would just say uh, the friendship is the key. Focus on that. And if you're focused on friendships, you may find that one of those friendships turns into more. You know. So uh, yeah. Lisa, yes, we're almost done with it. I'm a month away, close to a month away. So, but uh, we're actually having, uh, well, I don't know if I should say who, I have some pretty big deal editors who are going to be going through it for us. And so we're hoping it becomes something pretty big, but it's all related to the stuff that I taught and learned at, uh, at Bayside. And then also, you know, Crystal Taco has a wealth of knowledge too, that she's going to be weighing in. But uh, uh, do, do you guys, do we have time for questions or are we done? Let's, let's 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 take like uh, a couple of questions. We we got time for two. We're we're right at our our, our closing time. But who's got, who's got uh, a question they uh, they're dying to ask? They're, you guys have so many great comments. You Let you guys are so, so uplifting with one another as well. <laughs> Dating can be a nightmare. <laughs> it can be <laughs> definitely yeah. a dream. You know, it's interesting. I can tell you a little personal story while we're waiting for questions. Um, I had some of those weird relationships that needed to define the conversation. Uh, I had some of them where I had the DTR and uh, they weren't honest with me. And those ended. <clears throat> when I when I dated Teresa, we were friends first, not for a ton of time. We, we were in the same ministry for a few months and then we became pretty good friends for a month. Uh, before we started dating, but God kind of had to take me through a process of, do you want to date Teresa? Do you want to, you know, do you want to, uh, you know, set parent kids? There was a lot of questions I had to answer before I even started wanting to date Teresa. And um, uh, so when I started dating Teresa, I said, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to date you. You know, I'd like to have a, a dating relationship with you. And, and we talked about boundaries and things like that. So, that doesn't sound very romantic, but that's what we did. It worked out really good because she knew exactly where I was coming from and, and she knew what to expect. And it kind of, it took a lot of pressure off for both of us, right? Didn't have to figure it out ourselves. Uh, so Tracy says, do you, uh, how do you handle a friendship that was once a relationship? So I, I would assume what you mean is like a dating relationship. So here's what I need to say about this and you may not like it. I taught this at a singles event one time and a lady two years later told me I was mad at you for two years for saying this, <laughs> but it's true. So I'm going to give you the hard truth. Uh, what can happen in a dating relationship when the, when the couple separates and if it was physical, it's even more true, right? So if, if there was a couple that were dating 
uh, they bonded at some level. If there was physicality in it, then they're, they're very strongly bonded together. And I know that uh, Barbara Wilson talks about that. So when you break up with somebody that you've been dating, if you're around them, if you keep, you know, if one doesn't want to be in the relationship, the other one does, um, there's the potential that those feelings keep getting reignited. And they've actually done studies where they've taken the person that got broke up with and they put him, uh, you know, an EKG or whatever it is, the brain scan, uh, EEG, and they've, uh, they've monitored how their brain works and they've showed a picture of their ex. And when they did, the brain acted just like somebody who's a drug addict, needing a drug, right? Uh, the bonding that God has put in all of us because we're creating his image and he wants us to be in a relationship is very strong. It's very, very strong. You might need to take some time away from this person. I recommend like if, if there is that dynamic going on, you know, six months, no contact. Like I just, if it's too hard, just stay away. You got to get them out of the, your system. You've got to heal. Doesn't mean you won't ever be friends again. But it just means one of the persons in that relationship needs some space and time. And so um, give yourself six months. And then if they're running the same circles as you, you know, maybe you can start, you know, talking to them again. Uh, but you kind of have to monitor how that's going in your life, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's just great advice. I think that God tells us to guard our heart. And that's a good way of doing that. Because, I mean, it's right. painful. And, I, and I've seen it a lot where... Can, you know, the, one person's calling, can we just be friends? And it's like, man, I'm broken up, man. I'm, yeah. I'm hurting, you know, give, give me a, a second, you know? Yeah. And there's a, and there's often a guilt that the person who broke up uh, feels. And so they feel like, Oh, well, you know, I want to, I want, I, I don't want to just dump them cold Turkey or whatever. And actually if, if you break up with somebody, you're actually doing them a favor and showing them some love by giving them some space and letting them heal. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, Olivia says a uh, good reason not to date people you work with. That be true. I mean, that can be super hard if you break up with somebody. Uh, let's see what we had another really good one in there. Let's see one. Uh, at what time in a dating? Okay. Well, hang on. How long you should be opposite gender friends before you consider uh, discussing dating them? You have to get my book for that. <laughs> no, I, I'm not kidding. But uh, seriously, there. I do recommend um, getting to know them. We have a section called intentional friendship and it gives you questions to ask and some ideas on how to really get to know somebody. And then uh, at some point you kind of have your questions answered. You know, um, I think the problem is too often people who are dating opposite uh, gender friends, they, uh, they're really letting their feelings be the guide, right? So their connection and that strong emotional connection they feel, they're letting that be the guide rather than do you really know them? So uh, we, we have a whole section in the book that has some pretty pretty detailed questions. I'm not saying you, you go with a list like you're a you know an inspector or you're a detective, but you know, you might want to find out about their background, you know, uh, some of the past relationships, uh, their financial status, uh, how they feel about kids. Uh, where they stand politically. Are they super strong about it? Where they like to vacation? Do they not like to vacation? You know, I mean, there's so many questions that you may not have asked that when you get into a marriage, 
they're big deals, you know? So uh, I think it has to do with just being smart and taking time and really getting to know somebody. And then at some point you'll know, you know, they're the one. Yep. You know, when it's, it's just, it's, it's a tough thing, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And I think, I don't know that I agree that dating is, is, um, is, is a, is a friendship because I think usually when somebody's invested and I like, I, 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 this is what I, I mean, I told my kids, I mean, my kids have had two boyfriends in their life and they're both, they're both engaged to the, to their, to their second one. It just wasn't a sport to them. You know, it was like their, their thing was, you know, finding, finding somebody that they're going to spend the rest of their life with. And I think there's some wisdom in that as well. Not, and listen, I dated a bunch of folks, but I, I just know that as a dad watching, watching your, your daughter, you know, go through the, a breakup, like they've, they've, they've only done it each of them once, you know, so, um, yeah. but it's painful, man. And it, and it, you know, and you know what I mean? It's interesting. I, I guess I would disagree a little with you. I think dating, if, if marriage is a friendship and it for sure is, I yep. think dating also is right. Uh, and now you may just jump into a dating relationship and start building the friendship in the context of dating. Right. I think there's, there's a lot of problems with that just because, you set yourself up for being connect, for feeling connected, and then ending the friendship and yeah. the dating relationship. Um, you know, I, it's, that happens. I mean, people do that all the time, and it works. You know, but I'm just saying, there's you have to think about it, right? You got to be intentional. So, if you're really going to give your heart to somebody and you don't know them, you're potentially going to get hurt. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, why I, not? I guess that's what I mean by that. It's like it's like there's. I see it all the time that there's people that have to be dating somebody and they never give yeah. themselves a, a chance to, 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 to have just friendships. And I, and I, I think obviously we, we've said for years that a, a great date starts with a great friendship. Right. And we, we believe mm -hmm. that, but I think that um, you just have to be careful. And if you're going from one relationship to another dating relationship to another, I mean, I think that you may just give you pump the brakes a little bit and say, Hey, What's going on here? For sure. And I did that, right? So at some point, you know, I was dating kind of anyone starting another. And uh, what, I think Teresa was the probably the most intentional dating relationship I had. Uh, and look how it and, turned out. part of friendship. So, yeah, it worked out good. What, what, was the, what was the last one, Rich, you just put up? Uh, at what time dating relationship? Do you know it's getting serious? Oh, we, we kind of answered that one earlier. Yeah. It, you know, when you really have answered those questions and you truly know the person. It's not just about how you feel, but you say, not only do I feel this way, but I, I really know them. And you've kind of looked at flags if there's red or yellow or, you know, <laughs> so, um, you know, it's kind of interesting when Teresa and I were dating, we had some flags right between each other. Yeah. And so those became conversations we had. And at some point we resolved in our minds that, okay, those aren't red flags. You know, those are yellow or, yeah, you know, this is not something that needs to stop us. Yeah, we're going to be intentional about that flag <laughs> <coughs> for sure. Um, oh, I was going to say something earlier when we were talking about this dating and marriage. Oh, yes, um, it's really interesting in Western culture versus Eastern culture. So, Western culture, you have love based marriages, so you find somebody you fall in love and get married. Eastern culture, you have arranged marriages, <laughs> and in Eastern culture, you truly do become friends after you get married, right? Or you become friends after you know who you're going to marry. 
And, um, and so if you think about it, you would think that love-based marriages would definitely be better, you know, definitely be more fulfilling and more successful, but it's just the opposite. <clears throat> and uh, Eastern marriages, they've done studies uh, like in India, places like that, not all places, right? There's certain places where, you know, women are treated like cattle or whatever. And it's horrible. But in India, they actually, even for the most part, they care about their daughter and their son, and they're trying to find somebody good for them, right? So uh, so they do studies, and they found that, uh, by and large, the marriages are, are more fulfilling. People express a higher level of satisfaction and happiness in Eastern marriages. I, I didn't believe it at first. I like looked at a lot of different studies, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's true. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that in an Eastern marriage, you, you're you going to get married whether you like it or not. You might as well build a friendship, right? right. <laughs> so so they do. You know, their families are friends, and, and they're connected, so they build a friendship. Whereas in love-based marriages, you're, you know, oh, we're in love. Well, we're not friends. <laughs> we'll find out after we're married if we're friends, you know. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic. What a great night, man. Um, boy, it's, I'm looking at the time and it's almost a quarter to nine, but so we went a little bit over. Imagine that you and I together talking a little yeah. too much. Never <laughs> happened. Never happened. Um, you guys, thank you so much. Hey, do us a favor. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but these video, these um, meetings, these, um, these nights are, are being viewed like 12, 13, 1400 times by the time we get to the next week. But do us a favor, share this, share this if, if, you, if you find this helpful with your friends. I know there's folks that may not know about us and are single and feeling alone. And it's just a great thing to be able to process what they're going through. So get this in front of as many people as you can. And it's 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 not for a look what we're doing or anything like that. It's because we really want people in the greater singles community, not just Bayside, to just feel like they they've there there's a way there's a community that they could actually be a part of and that, w- that we can help them get through some things. You guys are phenomenal. Yeah. Dan, you, I love you. You are just an amazing guy. I love you too, Dave. You're, um, here's your affirmation sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. But we're um, good friends. In case yeah, you couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah, we are, we are. But um, what a great night, you guys. And listen, I know God has something great in store for you. Yeah. And I know we're all feeling the, we're wearing this COVID thing. I mean, it's um, like I said, it's um, it's it's closing in around all of us. You know, our, our, our before a month ago, I didn't know anybody. Now I know, you know, six eight people. You know, know them, and it's not just an acquaintance or I know somebody. So, um, so I know these are tough times, but I know we can get through this together. And I know God's got a great plan. Dan, would you please close us in, pl- in prayer, please? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Heavenly Father. God, we love you, and we know that you are the originator of all relationships. You are the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, and you've been in a relationship for all eternity. And uh, Jesus came into the world to to reveal who you are to us and what a privilege it is to get to know you. And, Lord, I just pray for those uh, tonight who joined us who may not know you. I just pray, God, that they would find you tonight, that they would enter into a relationship with you, but just inviting you into their lives. And Lord, for uh, so many others who have struggled with friendships, I know I have, uh, or dating relationships, God, I pray you'd uh, just heal them 
give them joy, give them confidence that you are for them, that you have a plan for them. Um, and you're not done. You're not done with any of us. And so, God, I just pray you would use this community uh, just to, to bond us together and to use us in the yeah. lives of others around us too, God, that you've called us to reach. And so, God, we give ourselves to you. We would just ask that you would use us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Dan. And thank you, everybody, for joining tonight. Listen, share this. Get it in the hands of, of your friends and your colleagues. And um, we love you so much. We will see yeah. you next week. Back here. See you guys. With the, Thanks. With the three Ds. And uh, right. we love you. have a great week.